Hey everyone, it's Dream, and welcome back to the Backstage Talk. I'm so excited to get our first official episode up and running, and today I have two very special guests. They're both very close friends of mine and close to my heart that are going to be talking about body positivity and confidence with us. Today we're going to be covering everything from what body positivity is, what it means to us, what confidence means to us, how we stay confident, and how social media influences both concepts. Stay tuned for an amazing episode. Disclaimer, we are not physicians or medical professionals. Backstage Talk podcast assumes no responsibility or liability for the completeness, accuracy, or reliability of this information. Any action you take upon the information in these episodes is strictly at your own risk. We will not be liable for any losses and damages in connection with the use of our podcast. The content we share on our episodes are not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider for help and or with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Check the description box for links to Christina's Body Positivity Instagram page and Amanda's YouTube channel. I'd like to introduce my guests before we get into the episode. First off, we have Amanda. My name is Amanda. I'm, I just finished my first year of university at Guelph Humber, and I love to read and write. And Christina. Hi, my name is Christina. Um, I'm in grade 11, and my favorite thing to do is listen to country music. And what I want to do when I'm older, I want to become a dentist. Thank you, ladies. So excited to have you on. Let's get into it. First question for both of you is, what does body positivity mean to you? I, I sort of have this because I asked a bunch of people this like a few weeks ago anyways. So I think for me, body positivity is sort of just being comfortable in your own skin and just knowing that whatever gender, size, um, like sexual orientation, like disability or ability, it's sort of just like, you know who you are. You know, you're confident in your own skin. You're confident with who you are. And it's sort of, you're recognizing that you're like a living human being and just, you know, taking into the fact that you have like one life to live and you're sort of taking advantage of that and just not caring about, you know, societal pressures and like society's like beauty or social norms. You're sort of just vibing through the times and it's just like, you're just sort of just soaring and you're not really, you know, taking into consideration what anybody thinks about like what you're doing and like your lifestyle essentially. I was going to say something similar. I was going to say like just accepting who you are as a person and even if you are you have insecurities about your body or you have things that you don't like about yourselves, you have to get um, comfortable with owning that part. Like you have to own the things you don't like and the things you do like. So yeah, it's just really accepting who you are as a person. And on the topic of things you don't I'm like, sure, we I'm all sure. have our insecurities, right? So also just really coming to terms with that and understanding it's okay not to love yourself all the time every day every minute you're gonna have those times where you're not feeling 100 percent, and that's perfectly okay my question is everybody ha- obviously handles insecurity a different way Inse- whether that be insecurity with how they look how they talk how they act different attributes about themselves 
how do you two deal with insecurities? This is a tough question, man. <laughs> um, Casual conversation, know. ladies. Casual conversation. I guess I'll go first. Um, I've really learned to just spend time with myself, if that makes sense. I think spending time alone and being comfortable with solitude is so important because when you spend time alone you learn so much about yourself and you know we're all in a pandemic we're all home and I feel like it's important to use this time to get to know yourself and be okay with being alone because you you will always have yourself people come and go in your life but the only person you will ever have is yourself so you gotta get accustomed to being comfortable with that one-on-one time with yourself. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Wow, Amanda, you're really making my idea just come to trash. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's amazing. Um, so for me, it's like, like when I'm feeling insecure, I usually just understand the fact that, like going back to what I said, it's like I'm understanding the fact that I have like one life to live. So there's really like no use in like wasting time and like hating yourself or like feeling insecure about a couple of pounds that you gained during you know pandemic or something so it's just that like I've just sort of accepted the fact that my life is going the way it's going and there's gonna be some ups and downs and I just know that whenever I have those down times or whenever I'm just not having you know the greatest of days it's it's my time to you know just reflect on like what I want to be the next day so it's like if I'm having like a really bad day and I'm just not feeling myself just not a good day at school not a good day like personally I'm just sort of like you know Christina it's going to be a better day tomorrow you're just sort of going to pick up yourself read your affirmations in the morning reflect on like what you want to do what you want to feel and just understand like each individual thing that I want to feel throughout the day because I definitely think that just understanding and reflecting how you want to feel will definitely reflect your emotions outwards so mm-hmm. yeah hmm. I love the answer very detailed Christina very very detailed indeed you mentioned affirmations I'm curious how did, what made you decide to start writing those and what kind of uh, phrases does that entail um so I started writing affirmations probably a few weeks ago so like nothing like old not, not like an old practice of mine or anything um because dream as you know I have like my own positivity club at the school and um like but for one of the activities I was like let's write a bunch of affirmations that was like the first time I ever wrote my own affirmations and stuff and like I've heard a lot of people on TikTok and on Instagram write their morning affirmations and stuff but I was like that's sort of a waste of time I'm not gonna do it but what I did it's like I made it pretty I made it a nice little poster up in my wall and it was like morning affirmations to say to myself um and like if I can see um it says like I start every morning with gratitude to give me strength for the day ahead um and it's sort of like it reminds me of the things I want to do like not to compare myself whether it's academically or physically to other people like in my class or through social media and it's sort of just you know taking into account that I have so many positive things happening in my life at once and not focusing on all the negatives because I have healthy relationships I have great friends I have great family members and it's just that I just need to you know reflect on just all the great things I have in my life rather than just focus on like the negative insecurities that I'm feeling a few minutes a day Mm. Wow. Very good affirmation. (laughs) Very, very good affirmations. I love that. I think everybody should do that, to be honest. Kind of a really good reminder of how amazing you are. 
you mentioned you guys mentioned the pandemic so i'm curious how has the pandemic influenced your confidence how you feel about yourself on a day-to-day has isolation really made you happier has it made you not as happy give me some background here um i feel like isolation like everyone has mixed feelings on it personally i don't mind it as much as like i guess i should i don't know i kind of like the isolation sometimes because like i said i've learned so much about myself and i spent so much time with myself in the past year and because of that i've reached a certain level of self-love that i probably would not have reached if life was continuing normally as it as it as it was so in that sense yeah isolation has been good and i'm not saying like it's constantly a good thing you know there are times where i do feel sad that i can't see my friends or that i can't you know go to school or i can't go to church so it's like there 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 are days where it's up here and then days where it's like down here but for the most part i've tried to just look at the positive instead of the negative and the positive is that yeah i've grown into myself a lot as a person over the past year wow i think that growth is very important all the time every time because we're always we're always we're getting older right so we're always growing and learning new things new lessons whether that be about ourselves or about others and how we carry ourselves you also mentioned social media how do you think apps like tiktok instagram snapchat twitter what other apps are there all of these visco all of these apps how do you think apps like those affect body positivity affect your confidence if you feel comfortable sharing personal experiences go right ahead how do you think that really digs deep into the concept of body positivity and confidence oh my gosh i love this topic so much <laughs> literally ever since the beginning of like the first quarantine last year like i went through a big puddle of like you know my mental health was just and just like a lot of the things in my life they just weren't going right and having tiktok on my phone and like the whole chloe tang workouts these healthy eating sort of videos that were on like that learning section of tiktok i would always go through right and that would always like imprint in my head being like hey christina like maybe like instead of having like a few cookies and you know feeding your body what you like to eat maybe you know have a salad have some arugula that you hate and you know eat healthy and it's just like social media has gotten to the point where it's gotten so toxic because before like tiktok even you know became popular like last year or something um it wasn't toxic it was like people were just filming funny videos and just dancing to whatever like the renegade or i don't know and once quarantine started hitting that's i think that's when a lot of people started you know hating on other people and started you know depicting on so many little characteristics of one person and it's like you really have like no time in your life like sorry you have so much time in your life that you can just you know make fun of a person for you know eating a sandwich or uh, for gaining a couple of pounds during a pandemic or being too skinny or not eating enough and it's like i deleted tiktok for that exact reason because it's like i would go through my for you page and i'd see like a model right just like a regular model showing her dinner routine right and it's like you should really eat more like the comments like you should really eat more or i'm not going to eat today and it's something like it's those things like that that really like bug me because it's like 
you should not be comparing your lifestyle to somebody else who has a totally different lifestyle. And like coming from an athlete's perspective, it's like, I, I'm supposed to be eating like 2000 to 2,500 calories a day. Right. And then I see this model eating like 1800 calories a day and that fuels her. And that 2,500 is going to fuel me in order to keep my muscle mass. Right. So it's just sort of like these social media communities, they've gotten so toxic because you just compare and compare and compare. And you're comparing to somebody who lives a totally different life than you do. You're making fun of somebody that you don't know if they've suffered from an eating disorder or if they suffer from body dysmorphia. And you're probably, you know, the person who's doing all this is probably hiding their insecurities deep down because they don't really want to, you know, reflect their insecurities out to the world. And so I just think that with social media, with Instagram, with all these TikTok influencers, social media, like Instagram models, it's just like, they always tend to make so many teenagers, including me, like I've done it before, like compare your lifestyle to another person's lifestyle. And that's when like unhealthy eating habits come in. That's when eating disorders start to form. That's when, you know, body dysmorphia starts to come in. And it just starts to, you know, trigger a bunch of things that people, you know, never really expected their life to be, you know, including. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a very deep answer, Christina. Wow. It is. <laughs> yeah, I love that topic. It's like, it bugs me, but it's also important to understand, like, the fact that how much social media influences teenagers. Like, it's so mm-hmm. toxic with all the amount of, like, green juices or juice cleanse or bell pepper sandwiches or the cucumber cream cheese jalapeno pepper stuffers I don't know like Mm -hmm. all these stupid little recipes that people are gonna think are gonna make them lose weight but in reality like yeah you might lose the weight but you're gonna gain it all back in the end because you're just neglecting your body from all those extra calories that you need in order to sustain a healthy life and like that's what I've learned from being an athlete it's like you need to sustain your body and without sustaining your body like you're not gonna be able to, you know, keep the performance at a high level or um, like keep your muscle mass up. That's why like, for me, like, right, like before, like after like the first part of quarantine, I was sort of like, maybe I should lose a couple of pounds, but then volleyball started happening again. And I'm like, crap, I need to start, you know, eating more, I need to start getting more muscle because I wouldn't be able to perform as well as I could. Mm -hmm. You know, just a proper love for your body is literally the only thing a person can do because we have one body, one body that God gave us. And literally it says, he says, treat your body like a temple. And I live by that. Cause it's like, if you don't treat your body like God's temple, then like you have a purpose in life. And if you're not using that, and if you're not using yourself to fulfill that purpose, then what are you doing? Like, I don't know, that's just for me and you know, being Christian, but it's like, it's just the fact that you know, we have so many good things in our life and a lot of people take it for granted because of all these cultures like diet culture and social media culture that just, you know, neglects you and neglects your personality. Mm-hmm. And by all means, if you, if what you say is your body is avocado toast, eat that. But if you want to eat that burger, eat that. Don't be afraid to eat those cinnamons. You guys see me on my Snapchat story for having cinnamons and pizza. And You're not the <laughs> only one. Okay. Don't be afraid. <laughs> with like two Tim's donuts after a physics test yesterday, man. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting two donuts. I don't care. I'm crying. Give, let me get two donuts. And I got Damn. this. That test was stressful. I needed my donut and I don't care about it. Eat my donut if I want to eat my donut. 
in the middle of class. <laughs> but I definitely get what you mean, what you mean with the TikTok comments, especially. I remember I think I told you about this actually. I saw this video on TikTok where this girl was dancing to the sound, and I guess assuming from the video, she didn't see she didn't feel very 100% confident with her body, which is okay. But the comments I saw in that comment section, they were absolutely disgusting, like just full on bashing her. And it's things like that that make you just be like, wow, is this really the effect we want to have on our generation with yeah. in regards to confidence and making it more difficult for not just girls, but boys, everybody to be more confident in themselves? Is this really what we want? And you're, you're both athletes. Christina, you're a volleyball player. Mandy, you did ballet. And I wonder, in your respective sports, did you feel a pressure, maybe not just from yourself, but from the people around you in those sports fields to be a certain size, maintain a certain weight or image? Definitely. Um, um, being a dancer, I've been, I've been doing ballet since I was five. And I feel like every time I was in class, like I love my class, I love my teacher. She's literally like a second mother to me. But I feel like there was just a certain image that everybody had to keep up. Like I felt like if I looked a bit thicker than the other girls, like I felt like I was told, Amanda, tuck in your belly or tuck in your bum or just keep yourself, keep your back straight when it's like, that's just, how my body is you know I'm not gonna have a completely flat stomach so yeah definitely in some ways hmm. uh, yeah I can definitely say that a lot of my friends have been dancers and they've all been like oh yeah like the body dysmorphia within like the dance community is insane because like especially coming from like a ballerina like I definitely couldn't imagine what you've gone through with you know having a bunch of girls who definitely like probably were skinnier than you and you know probably comparing yourself to them and yeah. I've been through that like I did dance for a year um never want to do it again but <laughs> uh, it's like I remember being in that dance class and just thinking like wow why am I like a lot bigger than all the other girls and this was when I was like 10 and I was comparing myself but if we're talking about like from like the volleyball aspect um like I've played sports ever since I could walk like once I was able to walk my parents put me in hockey skates and they're like figure out how to skate you're playing hockey for the rest of your life that didn't really you know end up working out um but then I started playing volleyball uh, when I was 12 and I remember the first time actually playing competitive volleyball I remember getting a sheet of paper and it was like this is gonna be your strict diet that you have to follow in order to you know play at this caliber and I was 12 12 years old and I got a diet plan wow okay? And I remember going through that. And I remember I didn't ever wanted to get cut from a team ever in my life. And I never had. And um, I remember coming home from after the tryout and after making the team, I was like, mom, we need to go to the grocery store. I need to buy all these ingredients. I need to make all this food. I need to eat as healthy as possible. I need to be jacked. I need to be ripped. And I need to be the best player on the team. That was my mentality, right? The year after, I didn't make the team. So <laughs> literally, like the diet that they gave us didn't really help. The coaching didn't help because also my coach was a bit of a but, um yeah like especially being a volleyball player like we have the stereotype of you know having thick thighs having a big butt I don't have a big butt and I don't have thick thighs so it's just that like you meet you have to meet so many specific standards when it comes to these stereotypes that they put on like athletes like athletes for specific sports it's like either you're jacked you're ripped you're thick and you're skinny or you know you're either just skinny and ripped like those are the stereotypes that I've seen throughout my years of playing sports and 
I've definitely been through the whole, you know, body dysmorphia and comparing myself to my teammates multiple years. I sometimes still do it to, you know, the taller athletes on my team. But you know what? I just try to remember like, hey, you're on this team too. You're on this team for a reason. They need you for something. So do you just do your part? Hmm. Wow. I can't, wow. I'm still reeling in from the fact that you got a diet plan at 12. Yeah. That's just crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, wow. <laughs> And mentally, how did that, you kind of touched on it, but mentally, how did that make you feel at the time? At the time, I didn't really, you know, think that it was a bad thing. But then now, like, growing up and understanding, you know, diet culture and understanding how toxic, toxic it is, it's sort of like following a specific diet that it, you know is going to be hard for you to follow. Like, it's not worth it. And when I was 12, I, would, I wanted to be the best at everything. Like, that was my goal. I wanted to be the smartest in the room. I wanted to be the fastest, the most athletic in the room. And I got to the point where I was probably like 14 or 15. And I was like, I don't want to play volleyball anymore. Like the pressure's too much. Um, and at the time I was on a really good team and I was always expected to play my best. And just having, you know, all of these different things happen throughout the years of playing volleyball. It was just sort of like, wow, things have changed but also I'm happy those things have changed. Like I'm happy I got cut from that team and I didn't have to have that stupid diet anymore. And I'm happy I switched teams because now I have a coach who's like a second father to me and you know, he treats me well. But like going back to that diet, I didn't know much when I was 12, but now thinking about it, it's just, it was really bad for me to think like, oh, it's just a diet. It's not gonna help me or anything. And that's why I think we need, definitely need to educate like the younger like kids and like younger generations because it's sort of, like you don't want them to fall through the patches that we did, or you don't want them to fall through any new patches or red flags that we know that we could catch if we were at that age again. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like we went through it. We don't want them to have to experience the exact same thing because we know how it feels. We know how it made us feel. And we can't, especially as generations that are growing now, they're more exposed to social media than we ever were. They're, they're way on it earlier at a younger age. I, my first time on social media was in grade eight. I got Instagram and Snapchat in grade eight. These, some of these kids are having it like as early as grade four. So they're definitely being exposed to much more than we were. And in regards to helping to ensure that they don't have the same experiences, what are you both doing, both for yourselves and for the people around you to help promote positive body, body positivity and, and confidence? Mm -hmm. I feel like I try to surround myself with people who promote the things that I'm insecure about, or I like look up to people who promote the very thing I'm insecure about because I feel like following all these models and all these people with like fake bodies that, you know, we have to take into account that these bodies are not real. They're not natural. They had surgery to get them done. So when you're looking at let's say Kim Kardashian and you're like I wish I had her hips or her butt like it's not real so I feel like if you're feeling insecure about those things try following people who promote that or who kind of look like you in that sense that's what I try to do and I try not to you know idolize Kim Kardashian and look up to her and see her as the having the ideal body because at the end of the day it's not real as you said Christina social media has become so toxic and that's so true I'm so glad you brought that up because the younger generation keep like I feel like they look up to these people and they see okay 
well, she has this body. Maybe I need to have this too. Maybe I need to get surgery to get this too. And it's like, that is not going to help you love yourself. It's not going to help you feel confident. It's, if anything, you're kind of covering up the insecurity, if that makes sense. You're just covering up. You're not really dealing with it. You're not really learning to overcome it. You have to get to a place where you want to overcome it and you want to get to a place where you feel good about yourself. Because if you don't want it, then you're not going to get to that, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that, Amanda. That greatly said, love that a lot. Um, for me, I think, like, definitely, like, following people who, you know, have the same, like, body size as me, body shape, you know, and, you know, just promote a healthy amount of body positivity is what I want to surround my social media. Because, like, of course, I still have Instagram and Snapchat, and I'm just not going to delete it because, you know, I don't want to, you know, miss out on everybody's lives. But, <laughs> On the chances that like I do look at it, I know when I open it up, I'm not gonna, you know, have that automatic trigger in my head being like, oh my God, like Olivia Ponton, like she's so gorgeous. She's a supermodel. I wanna look like Olivia Ponton. No, like I follow a lot of, you know, great body positivity influencers on Instagram. And whenever I open up Instagram, I'm always like, wow, I can't believe that there are people in this world who actually care about, you know, like, girls and guys like body images because that's such an important topic and you know it just just makes me understand that I'm a human too I'm not gonna look like you know a supermodel because for one I'm five six and I'm short like what can I say I'm never gonna you're short I'm five two what do you mean five six (laughs) that's not short exactly and you're complaining please okay that's what I call myself (laughs) we're medium height people okay so what does that make me Small sized? Fun sized, okay? Uh, wow, I appreciate I feel like I belong in like one of those inflatable houses that you bring at a party. Fun size, eh? Okay. <laughs> no. Um, on a serious note, it's like, but I always try to surround myself with, you know, good people. And, you know, I'm lucky to, you know, have like a boyfriend who, you know, cares about me and like appreciates who I am. But he also pushes me to, you know, become like a better person and a better human being. And, you know, right now, like what I'm trying to do, like I start beach volleyball back in a month. So I'm trying to, you know, work out as much as possible, gain, you know, lean muscle. And like, I'm not, I'm not starving myself. Like I'm eating a good amount of calories, I'm eating a good amount of food, but he's there and he understands what I'm going through because, you know, I sort of let him know I've been vulnerable with him, you know, letting him know what I've been through when it comes to, you know, unhealthy eating habits and diet culture and he is there every step of the way he's like yes Christina you know you're getting so much muscle I'm so proud of you and I have dream like dream is like you know my one and only she's she always hypes me up and she makes me that is so true dream is my hype woman she's like go off queen like that's dream <laughs> oh my gosh you guys are making me blush it's too early no I can't do this right now don't make me cry I've cried enough this week yeah, and I just have a great support system that I'm just really lucky to have. I have great best friends. I have great family members. And that's what I just want to surround myself by because I used to have friends who've been really toxic and they never really understood what I've been through. They they never really listened to my issues when it came to, you know, diet culture or, you know, eating disorders. So it's just that I'm just happy that I now surround myself with a very small group of friends, but friends that I have for a lifetime because they understand what I'm going through, what I've been through, and what they know I want to do in the future when it comes to, you know, my body image and, like, my self-confidence. 
Yes, I definitely think a support system is very important. Like, you two are part of my biggest support system. Mandy, you're like a big sister to me. Oh my goodness, Christina. Girl, you get me through physics. <laughs> but I can talk to both of you about absolutely anything. And I, I, I 100% agree. Great support system, friends, family, mentors. That's really important. For any of you out there who feel like you don't have that, I encourage you to find people that really support you and accept you and guide you through what you're going through even if they or even just listen to you sometimes listening is really important too and Christina you mentioned earlier your body positivity club I'm in it but I want to know about it for the people out there who are listening yes I'm curious <laughs> so at Dream and I school we have something called an innovation time project an IT project and it's basically a project that we work on throughout like the whole school year about something that we're passionate about and throughout like every year that I've done it, um, I've always done it about like mental health or sports. And I remember last year like doing it on like mental health and athletes because that's when my mental health sort of plummeted and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do something that, you know, reflects what I'm feeling. Um, but then this year I sort of, you know, got a spark on to do something new. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna touch on body positivity because I've been through the whole body dysmorphia thing. A few of my friends suffer from eating disorders, you know, throughout the years or even through quarantine that I helped them with. Um, I sort of went through a whole, I wouldn't call it an eating disorder, but something similar to it. And um, it was sort of like, you know what, I'm going to do something that won't just benefit me, but will benefit so many people at our school, so many people outside of our school. Um, and yeah, like I started this club to, you know, just to sort of unravel all the things so many people are scared to talk about. And especially when it comes to, you know, insecurities and um you know, eating disorders, it's a very touchy subject. I know it's very triggering for a lot of people, but I feel like because we have like such a, you know, a supportive school community and such a supportive, you know, group within the club, it's like, you know, we can say what we want to say. And we talk about topics from, you know, eating disorders to body dysmorphia to, you know, change and like good change and negative change. Um, and at one point we talked sorry, about talking about like healthy and negative relationships. And it's, we sort of just, we talk about so many different things that it's not just about your body image, it's more about how you feel on the inside and about your mental health, because that's also another big factor to body positivity. So like you feeling happy with what you're doing and you feeling like you have a purpose in life. And I just wanted to do something that, you know, just would make an impact on, you know, young girls and young guys, because I know, especially with guys, it's really hard to come out being like, hey, like, bro, I haven't, I haven't eaten in like a few days. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I hate my body. Like, I don't think I've ever heard a guy ever say that to another guy ever because it's so frowned upon when it comes to males because it seems more like, um, there's this term called Gerda, okay? It's like for the girls, but you know, um, it's like Gerda and guys always say like Gerda, like you're so Gerda dog. Like it's cause like you're too feminine. And once they talk about, you know, eating disorders and, you know, body image, they're seen as like Gerda or seen as like weak. And men are always, you know, portrayed to be strong and tough and shove their emotions like down inside of them. But they never really realize that that it, that's what causes all of these things to, you know, overcome and like overpower your life. But yeah, like my club is just need to, you know, help a lot of people. I've gotten a few DMs on my Instagram. I recommend following You Are Beautiful Always. Dream, you better put that in the Spotify or Apple thing. I was already <laughs> planning on it. Yes, okay, perfect. I need more followers on the thing. 
yeah it's just somewhere for people to feel safe and you know to come to me if they need any advice or any help because I've been through it um and I know a lot of the people that follow it and have been in the club have been through it so yeah like it's just a place for people to you know seek help or to you know gain a bit of confidence and you know just to, you know remind them that they are beautiful to remind them that they have a purpose to remind them that you know no matter your size no matter your personality no matter your you know your race gender um or like uh, i don't know um and like no matter whatever right it you have a purpose in life and you know you know you have a place to go to you know that you feel welcome you know wherever you go Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Our schools, it was a really small community, but we're all kind of like a closely knit family. So it, we're, it's a really open space to talk about concepts like this. And we're, we have kind of free reign to create clubs and stuff that really promote positivity and confidence at our school. Mandy, you just started a YouTube channel. Woo! <laughs> I'm going to link it in the comments, in the description box. But I'm curious, how do you plan on using your channel to promote body positivity and confidence um i definitely like one of the main things i wanted to do was like advice videos i actually just did a video on insecurity and overcoming it i did that i did that last week and so yeah that's really what i want to use my platform to as like a safe space to give advice and just give guidance because you know we've all been through body positive body like we've all been through body issues we've all been through insecurity we've all been through um issues with confidence and so i just want to use that as a way to help people in any way i can i have one final question for you if you could describe your confidence journey in one word what would it be roller coaster (laughs) explain christina explain okay i'm trying to think how much i can shorten this down because it's been a really long journey um but basically whenever i was a kid i was always comparing myself to my friends all my friends were dancers i was a soccer player when i was a little kid so i was you know a bit beefier a bit chunkier than all, all of my friends um and so my self-confidence sort of plummeted in like grade five and six. And then um, I remember coming to Holy Name, my confidence, you know, deep, like plummeted even more because um, a lot of the girls in our grade, they were, you know, high performance athletes and they were elite athletes too. And it was sort of like, okay, I'm not at that caliber. So I'm not considering myself as an athlete. So my confidence in my athleticism and in my, in, you know, and just the way I looked went down. But then once I sort of, you know, entered into high school, um, it sort of, you know, started to, you know, get up a little bit because I sort of started to figure out who I was as a person, figure out what I wanted to do, figure out who I wanted to be. Um, and then I sort of got into a negative, like, and very unhealthy relationship um, that, you know, made my confidence plummet even more uh, because it was sort of like, oh, does he not like me anymore? Like, I was just overthinking so many things and just the confidence within the relationship plummeted as well. And then, um, it got really bad when, you know, quarantine started last year because I had no one to like to talk to. Well, I couldn't really see anybody. So it was just really hard for me to talk to anybody. And I don't really like FaceTime or, or like text people on the, like on the daily. So it's just sort of like, if they don't reach out to me, I'm not going to reach out to them sort of thing. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's just how it went. So it was just sort of like, I don't know. I just didn't really have a lot of people to talk to back then. And it, you know, made me feel really lonely and, made my confidence just go low because 
I know that I wouldn't, you know, reach out to anybody to, you know, help me with my self-confidence or to, you know, to make me feel more empowered, to make me feel more confident. Um, But then the summer started to kick in and I started to feel more confident. It just sort of came out of the blue. And I was sort of like, you know what? Hot girl summer, man. Like, it's going to be great. Like, pop on that bikini, Christina, and, you know, go swimming, go to the beach, do whatever. And that's when I sort of, you know, started feeling myself a lot more because I had that mentality of hot girl summer in my brain for the whole freaking summer. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be great. This is going to be amazing. Um, And then I think ever since then, it's just sort of been, you know, steady. And I'm very grateful for that because, you know, having a steady self-confidence is amazing and not having too much confidence is you know sometimes a bad thing but it's also a good thing at the same time but I'm it's been a roller coaster like I've had so many ups and downs but I'm just happy where I am now with my self-confidence and you know my my body image and the way I feel and I just love the way I look right now so hopefully it stays this way and I really hope it doesn't plummet again but you know what like if it does like I know I have dream I know I can text Amanda you know out of the blue just a random person texting Amanda being like Amanda I'm not feeling confident I need to and like I can read my affirmations and I can be like Christina just a reminder that you you know you're perfect you're worthy you have a purpose so yeah it's been it's been a real roller coaster the past few years Um, I feel like my word is growth. That's really the first word that comes to mind. So growing up like in early like elementary school, like I would always compare my looks and my features to other girls. But in high school is definitely where I started having like issues with my body. So I've always been like relatively skinny. And because of that, like I've, I always felt like I was too skinny. I always felt like I had to gain weight, you know? people would make slight comments about, oh, like you should eat more or is that all you're going to eat? Or are you watching your weight? Like comments like that would get to me. Not only that, but I felt like my culture played a part in that too. I'm from Jamaica and like in our culture, the ideal look for a woman is to look thick and, you know, have big butt and have big boobs and look curvy everywhere. So I felt like me, you know, being really skinny, I didn't fit into that stereotype and I didn't in, and I didn't fit into like the cultural standard. And so I felt really, really insecure about my body. And I think quarantine really, really changed that just because I, you know, wasn't going to school, I was home and I just, I was away from like everyone who I compared myself to and who made me feel bad about myself. and. I just, yeah, as I said, I just really spent one-on-one time with myself and like, I would look in the mirror and be like, like, whoa, like I have a nice body. (laughs) So I feel like doing that and being kind of isolated was a good thing for me because it made me spend time alone and realize like, you are beautiful. You have a good body. You don't need to force yourself to gain weight. You don't need to make yourself look like someone else to be pretty because you have a nice body and you're beautiful so yeah that was really my journey (laughs) I love how much confidence you guys are radiating in this podcast right now I really do love it like I've known you two I've known Mandy for like three years I've known Christina for around the same time and I really just watch you guys grow and I love the confidence you're radiating I just want to touch quickly on something Mandy said. I think sometimes it's frowned upon even when a skinny girl wants to get skinnier. Like if you go on TikTok and you see there's a, or 
you see there's a girl that you see a girl who's by society's definition skinny quote unquote skinny mm-hmm. calm and she says that she's not confident in her body the comments you see most of them are quite they're awful. ugly like i i saw this post the other day about lizzo she was speaking out about um you know thicker girls and a bunch of people in the comments were saying yeah because like skinny girls have no right to be insecure they have no right to feel bad about their body Mm -hmm. and And the problem with that is just because is you can't discredit somebody's insecurity just because they look like what in your opinion or what society's opinion is the quote-unquote ideal body right I think I'm I've personally heard comments like when I've mentioned insecurities to some friends, I guess they would consider me the society's ideal of, idea of skinny. And mm-hmm. their immediate reaction was a look of disgust. Like I shouldn't feel insecure just because I look a way that they think is perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's really negative in that scenario. And once again, surrounding yourself with positive people, right? Definitely. But it's really negative in that scenario when you have some security and they're just discredited immediately, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I definitely think that, like, skinny shaming is a real thing. Like, a lot of my friends have been through it. Um, like, definitely a lot of my friends, they've definitely been, you know, come up to you and they were like, a person was like, you're really skinny. Are you a model? Like, even, like, just that, you know, phrase, it really bugs a lot of people because, like, a lot of people just think skinny equals model but when people think model people think skinny and it's like but what about you know all those plus size models or the people that don't look like society's beauty standards aren't they models as well like that's a question that i've been you know wondering for a while now it's like why do people always associate models with having to be skinny and maybe like even with some people it's like they can't gain the weight and whether they want to or not they can't because it's like, it's like, I don't know if this is right, but it's like a kind of protein that's in their body that doesn't allow them to gain weight. And they try so hard. They eat like 4,000 calories a day. They eat like three Subway sandwiches to try to gain weight. They can't. That but was yet- me. <laughs> that was me. I I guess I just have a fast, fast metabolism, but I would literally drink Ensure. I would eat a lot like every day. Like I just couldn't gain weight. I would force myself and I just, I couldn't do it. And that just added to me feeling unconfident mm-hmm. I think it's really important we acknowledge that insecurity and unconfidence can come from everyone regardless of whether you think they're your ideal body regardless of just everybody everybody feels insecurity at some point but I think it's really important to remember that you are beautiful you are loved and like Christina said your body is your temple so treat it like such worship it honor it and don't ever let yourself or anybody else make you feel like you're not good enough. And on that note, I think this is a really good point to wrap up at. Before we go, I'd like to share a quote, a random quote I found on Google about confidence. <laughs> Ooh, I found two actually, I'm gonna share two. First one is, a flower does not think of competing to the ne- flower next to it. It just blooms. I love that quote so much. Right? So pretty. And then the next one is confidence is by Sabrina. It's by Sabrina Carpenter, actually. Confidence is the most beautiful thing you can possess. Very true. Right? 
And that's a wrap. Thank you both of you for joining me on the show today. I had so much fun talking to you guys and I hope you'll be back soon. Definitely. This was amazing. Thank you. I'm happy that you guys love it. I'll be back on June 6th with our second episode and a new guest to talk about finding and pursuing your passion. Thank you everyone for listening. I'll see you next month. Bye Backstage Talk. See you soon.